Hello, it is um, Thursday, the 9th of December, uh, 2010. For those of you listening to us way in the future, this is Freaky Trigger and the Lollards of Pop here on Resonance 104.4 FM, The Art of Listening. So tonight I have two extra special guests. I have Hazel Robinson. Hello. Most famous for... Uh, and Alan Trawarfer, most hi. famous for... Also, uh... uh well, well, we'll come to that later, because today we are talking about the fame monster. Uh, when I say the fame monster, I do not mean the Lady Gaga album, though I will probably refer to it some along the line. We're talking about fame, infamy, and lots of things around there. Um, we are on the radio right now, this broadcasting to over... Well, I suppose the, the actual reach of the station is probably about two million, but it, it could be, of course, a couple of billion. We could be right now be listen, listened to by a billion people. We could be very, very famous. Right. We're not. It, is it no. fame or infamy? Well, we'll, we'll work that out by the end of the show. But um, have you ever wanted to be famous, Alan? Um, I think we all want to be famous when we're little, don't we? When we were children. What, 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 what does fame mean? What, what did fame mean to you when you were little? Oh, Being a pop star, usually. I, no, I didn't want to be a pop star for ages. Oh. Oh, I wanted to be a famous scientist. I mean, I, I know you want to be a pop star now, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you know, now I, I, can, I can push that onto my children, make them into, you know, the grime stars of the future, or a synth-pop duo. Or and what kind, of, what kind of famous scientist were you thinking of? Um... um I didn't have role models, I knew what I wanted to be. Yeah. I mean, was, was fame part of that? I mean, was it the fact that um, being a good scientist meant you would be famous? Being the best scientist, if you were the best scientist, you would be a famous scientist. That's just fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was all about uh, discovering something. Yeah. Yeah. And, what and naming discover? something after yourself. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah, having a unit or something. <laughs> that would have been good. Have you, have, have you discovered anything that you can mention that we could call the true author? What's the unit of fame? Let's call it the true author. Mm. No, let's not call it that. OK, well, we'll, we'll, well the we Alan? can measure it in Alan. Can we call I it think? the panto? Can we call it the hue? The hue. The hue, because it is your middle name. OK, well, let's call it the because you've got a theory about fame, haven't you? I, I, I have a half a theory about fame. OK, we'll throw your theory, half theory about fame, and we'll flesh the rest out. Um... I think it's to do with pantomimes. Okay, no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, is this I'm, to do with your pantomime waiting, for instance? If your builders, this person is doing a pantomime, it, it's a it's, major thing, or this person is doing a pantomime. By the way, they're here. No, I think it's about doing an actual pantomime. Yeah, I think it's. Mm. I think it's the way we actually measure fame. It's. Yeah. Uh, it, it is to do with pantomimes, and the celebrity people who appear in pantomimes. I'm, I'm a, a father. And I'm yes. taking my uh, my very young son to a pantomime for the first time, and he, there are no celebrities in this pantomime. No celebrities. Yeah, at all. I had the choice of going to the local one, which mm. is very very worthy in, in in Watford, and it's lovely, and the Palace Theatre is great. But I could have gone to St Albans one, which had Katie from I Can Cook, oh. which he would have loved, uh, and I feel very bad about that. Yeah. And uh, him off of EastEnders, who um, was bumped off last year. Right, Archie Mitchell. Gotcha. And uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't go for it because I don't actually like Katie from Mike and Cook. So no, I'm, I'm buying the t- well, my mum's buying the tickets. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so there's no, no. You you say there's nobody famous at all in the Watford Palace pantomime. I don't know. They don't advertise it as having her out of Corrie or him out of uh, Pineapple Studios. Right. Okay. Um, I'm trying to. You know, uh, what you know what about local celebrities? Oh, well, everyone's a celebrity when they're local. Mm. Mm. 
Yes, but we're going to come to that shortly. Um, what? Of course, there is a celebrity in it, though. I mean... Aladdin himself? Aladdin himself, it's the yeah. fictional, the fictional famous, famous person. Yeah. That's why you go to see it. Probably the most famous Aladdin there is. Well, because well, there are various Aladdins mm. um, across... Well, you know, there's, the, there's the Disney Aladdin. Yeah, and whole the, new world. Indeed, in the exciting point of view. Yeah. And then there's the Aladdin of uh, 40 Thieves, which is slightly, quite different and spelt differently as well. I guess so. Yeah. I'm, I'm not that an expert you're on not, You're not an expert on, on, on that. Are you an expert on this? Um, not especially. Okay. Well, in which case, we should drift back. Do you think Alan's view of fame via the units of the panto is workable? Um, I think it probably is, and certainly for a, a certain sort of fame. Um, I think particularly uh, the, because the panto is seen as the last refuge of um, being paid a lot of the time, rather than being famous. Because once you're in a panto, uh, even if you are a celebrity, you are more famous for being Widow Twanky. Even supposing you're, say, Lenny Henry, who is obviously famous in his own right. I, I think he was Widow Twanky in something a few years ago. I think he did uh, a TV one. Um, oh, did he? Uh, yeah, I'm sure is. I've seen him build and something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, the... Or you get really relatively large stars or people who have reputations which will continue mm. um, and which would probably be more famous if they didn't go and do pantomime. But this is the case of being paid rather than being famous. And I, I think that is an interesting... Well, it's guaranteed work off. that you can book a good year in advance, probably. I mean, from when the previous panto finishes, they know who they want to be turning up. So, And in the end, who knows which celebrities know they're going to be paid? I mean... The people who turn up in pantos these days, I mean, the kind of names are people from CBeebies, are people from reality TV shows, doing a little bit there. I remember the Milton Keynes panto a few years ago, which was Jack and the Beanstalk, which had a special appearance by Spider-Man. Legendary. <laughs> how Spider-Man fits into the story, or indeed how they do Spider-Man on stage, and I'm not even talking about the Spider-Man musical at the moment in, in New York. I mean, well, presumably he climbs up and down the Beanstalk. It's not you don't rec- Jack does that. It's not very not not losing a lot of spider skills, is it? It's an odd one. Well, he had to work with what he'd got. I guess. I guess. Anyway, because pantomimes, as we said, are in small towns, and I'm going to mm. play our first song now, which is uh, your choice, Hazel, which is um, "Famous in a Small Town" by Miranda Lambert. Okay, let's hear this. They say life is so much sweeter. of fame Around here you get just as much attention Cheering at the high school football game I dreamed of going to Nashville
Everybody Dies Famous in a Small Town by... Miranda Lambert. Uh, a lovely little bit of um, national country there. Um, and true as well. The thesis in that song is very much that in a small pond, it's easy to be a big fish. Yes. Would you agree? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's true. And, and certainly you get sort of local celebrities um, in areas. Almost any area has local celebrities. I... I grew up near Reading. Reading has uh, Nutty Jason, who is a mentalist who lurks near the Forbury. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Oxford has the guy with a shark through his roof. Yeah. Um, he is famous, and he, his house is famous, so you can see it on the way in, and everyone goes, ah, oh, yes, there he is. I know who that is. Um, we all have small networks, stuff like that, the small groups. Where, where would you say you are most famous, Alan? What group of people? Oh, um, well, yeah, like you, you say, we're all parts of different networks. Yeah. Um, I, I, in terms of large networks that I'm, that I'm notorious in, um, it would have to be I, I wrote some code mm. um, that's used a lot on one of the bigger blogging platforms on the internet. Um, it was just something I wrote ages ago, and it's become very, very, very popular. It's, yeah. uh, I, I get some uh, charitable donations to it every now and then, which is yeah, really this nice. Is, this is uh, Widget Log- Logic. Um, Thanks for the plug. on the WordPress. Um, WordPress, yeah. Uh, it's open source blogging. Uh, top, top 30. Top 30. Top and, 30 uh, and, and Widget Log- Logic is a useful way of, of separating how the widgets operate on different pages and so on. I understand. Yes, yes it's, that's what it I does. I've actually used it myself Thanks. on our university website yeah. uh, and haven't donated, uh, should really. Um, so in that world, you are quite famous. Um, yeah. Is there a world in which you're relatively famous, Hazel? Um, I had a brief stint as a young up-and-coming pop music journalist uh, for a while, uh, between sort of 2005 and 2008. Good um, time. And uh, No, 2009 probably, actually. Uh, no, that's not uh, a good time. No, it, it wasn't a good time. I uh, spectacularly uh, ended my career in journalism by failing to interview Harry from McFly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, do you want to tell us more about this story? Because I think it's a good, a good example of, uh, of interactions with fame. 
Um, yes, this was... Uh, I, I had been writing for a BBC blog for mm. a while. Um, and I'd said, look, can I interview McFly? They're, they're coming nearby. You like McFly? I, I do like McFly, yes. Um, <laughs> um, yes, I, I love them. McFly, yes. Um, and I uh, had been told I'd do an interview with all four of them over the phone and then turned into one of them over the phone and then it turned into one of them at the venue. Um, by which point I pretty much left it too late to get there an hour ahead of the... Um, showtime, mm-hmm. which was when they wanted me to do it. Um, so I had to run for a bus, get on it, and then the bus was delayed. I had to run from... Uh, the, the gig was in Oxford, and I had to run from halfway down the Abingdon Road um, to the Playhouse, which is about a mile and a half, about I mile think. And a half, I'd say, yeah. um, And I pretty much had to sprint it. Turned up nearly vomited on the McFly's handler, or whoever it was, Um and uh, then did a 10-minute interview in 4 minutes 31 of, of awkwardness so acute. It was amazing that neither me nor Harry died. Well, that's, that's, that's good, but of course this, this, this interview has been written up in, in, it has, in this yes. way. It, it made me temporarily famous yeah, on the it, internet. It is, yes. it is a fun read. You can, it's still out there on the webs, I'm sure. Yes. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it just shows what can happen. And it could have happened to anyone, and now you're no longer in that career. You look back at it and go... With fondness and go, aha, that's a happy day that was. Uh, I I think it will take a few years more to stop cringing about it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Has there ever been a a point where you may have been even more famous and it just didn't pan out for you? Or, you know, did you go for a TV job? Did you go for a radio job? Did you? No, I I don't think. So that's your your peak almost. Yeah, I I think so. Um, I, I did go to school with. Uh, briefly, um, the then grandson, now son of the president of uh, Azerbaijan, okay. who, who did ask me to marry him at one point. So you could have been that, that the, could have been quite famous. You could have been the granddaughter, the, 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 the sort of hereditary the first daughter, first I don't, lady, or whatever it is. Like yeah, that. Alan, were you, were you ever really very famous? Nearly very famous? No. Were you? No. But since, you, since Sorry. given given that your your met your your Units of fame is the panto. Um, Surely, if you'd been in a panto, for instance, that would be quite famous. Have you been in the panto? I've, I've been. I've been on stage, um, but, but I'm rubbish at it. Um, I tried at university. Do you fall off? I, sorry, do you fall? I off roll the stage? off. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, I, they're sloped. Yeah, no good at it. I cannot perform, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> but when I was very little, I, I, I was on. Uh, I was in a panto. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're, the standard celebrities at that time were uh, the Crankies and Stan Boardman, which, which was pretty awesome. Pretty big. Which, which one? I didn't know who I, any of them were at the time. And Not even the Crankies. No, no. You, this you was were, this was in the seventies, man. This was a long time ago. You didn't have a telly. Uh, Actually, it's probably the Cranky. We, we got a colour telly by then, I think. Okay. And uh, yeah, that was that was I did that. It was quite a long time. Istanbul was doing his German stick. He was doing his German stick. He was yeah. he was um, yeah slightly xenophobic, but it was. Yeah, well, it was I'm sure fun. he fit it. I'm sure he fun. fit it into the plot though. Of the, it was seventies. I'm sure he fit it into the plot of the. Uh, I don't remember Cinderella what? having many Germans. Actually, no. It could I mean, well be. It could be hard up. Yeah, it sounds a bit German. Sounds a bit German. Could, a bit German. I, was, I think of Cinderella being kind of a Black Foresty kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, sort of going with the Hansel and Gretel sort of vibe. Yeah. There, maybe. As you know, of course, I, I got very close to being in one of the most famous films of all time. Um, uh, uh, the Caravan of Courage. No, but I guess I, that would have followed. I was almost in um, Return of the Jedi as an Ewok, as suggested. 
Right. It was too short. Well, you put it into the special edition in the end, isn't it? I DVD extra I would, if, if, if I had to talk to George Lucas about it, I would ask him about that. So right. Please, can you put me in the special edition? Because, you know, I've been telling my friends forever that I was too short to be an Ewok, and some of them find this hard to believe. Uh, DVD commentary, maybe? Or? I would do one. Yeah. I would do one going, this, this bit's not so good. Um, I'm in this bit. I, I would be in this bit if I'd been in this bit, but I'm not in this bit, and that's probably Stephen Leeds, who right. bullied me at school instead, who I didn't like. So, yeah, I know that's... And I grew up in um, Borehamwood, where they filmed um, not not only uh, Star Wars and Superman and Indiana Jones, but also Top of the Pops for a good ten years. Um, EastEnders was there. All of... From, from since that Top started. of the Pops in Borehamwood? Top of the Pops in Borehamwood from 89 onwards to... No, for a bit, 87 to, to 2000-ish, I think, when it went to, back to Shepherd's Bush. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was you'd see people all the time. And when I was very little, The Muppet Show was filmed there. Right. And, I, you know, I saw Debbie Harry walking down the street when I was seven. I mean, that's... With her giant head. It's the hair. <laughs> it's the hair that's, that look, makes it look so big. But, um, yeah, so, I, you know, I, I grew up in relatively close proximity to fame. So these were people who were on telly all the time, and also, of course, knowing that the Muppets were nearby helped as well. I mean, it was uh, interesting, sort of, just being in the thick of it. I had um, this is this is a terrible claim to fame, okay. but um, a friend of the family um, worked on Fraggle Rock because it was on Tyne Tees. Tyne Tees right. made Fraggle Rock, yeah, that's right. and then um, I think based on that, I I ended up reading the weather once on Tyne Tees. Right, so, so you've been fame. on telly. That's big stuff. That's big stuff. Have, you, have you been on telly? Um, I think I, at my, well, no, I know I have actually. Um, I was on telly because I was walking home from school one evening, uh, down Broad Street in Oxford, and, uh, there was a TV crew, so obviously we homed in on them being 13, uh, and, um, they asked us questions about Kid A by Radiohead um, and they were like are you fans of Radiohead and we were like oh yeah anything to get on uh, what do you want telly. us to say um, and so yes I, I have been on Quebecan TV talking about Kid A by you Radiohead think? you've not yeah. seen it ever uh, I, well no obviously I don't live in Quebec mm. but um, true I, uh, I equally again this is not to, not to trump this in any way because non-speaking role but I ran past a car in Grange Hill wow not only did I do that, I ran past the car, changed my jacket, and ran past it again in the other direction because they were scrimping on extras. Um, I stood at the back of a choir in EastEnders <laughs> holding a candle. Now, though, anyone who knows you me. You could pretty me and much be on I'm a Celebrity. Yeah, you'd think. Anyone who knows me would, would, would agree that I'm not the tallest of person. So. Put me at the back of the crowd. Oh, I hadn't noticed. Yeah, I had not noticed the, your height. Put me at the back was foolish because you couldn't see me. So I knew I was there, but... Maybe they there. did know what they were doing. Um, but apart from that, I never had a speaking role on telly. Radio, yes. Here we are. They have to pay you more when these, you speak. That's these the lovely microphones and wires are here, but yeah. Um, did I want to be famous as a child, you ask? Uh, did you want to be famous as a child, I ask? Uh, yes. Desperately. Right. Um, and that's, yeah... Um, but then that's because, you know, I was, I grew up watching the kids from fame and, and, and all of that. Okay. And, you know, I, I, I did find out that fame is all about working hard from that. I mean, this is the theme tune to the, uh, the kids from fame. Um, <coughs> and you're going to hate this sound because <coughs> it drove you, it drove you nuts as a child, didn't it? It this did. TV show. Just play it, play it. Okay, I'll play just, it. Well, I will just play it. <laughs> 
right, so it's only, it's only like four or six seconds left. Worse, could have been the five minute version. Remember, remember, remember. You got big dreams, you want fame. Well, fame costs, and right here is where you start paying and sweat. So, yeah, you get the, you get the idea there. Now, that was on weekly as a child, and really didn't tell you, show you what it's like to be famous because no one in it ever became famous afterwards so in that respect failed massively they were though. famous at the time it was massive yeah but no they, none of them went on to do anything Laurie, what's her name the Laurie Singham, player Laurie Singham maybe with the one exception. jumped into a swimming pool in that film Shortcuts was it Shortcuts yeah, that's, yeah I mean that's it and was in VR5 <laughs> oh that is big yeah no, where it could have been but it wasn't um, yeah the, the, and even the film I mean you know because half the people in the film weren't in the TV shows saying, I'm too big to be in a TV series, didn't turn up in anything afterwards. It's the darker, grittier original version. Yeah, and it was, and of course, remade last year, Fame. Or Fame 2009. Did you not, that did had not, entirely passed me by. Entirely passed I, me I, by. I, I did not know this had happened. Yeah, last, last Makes summer. sense. It's, you know... You know it, pretty Glee, actually. Pretty Glee. Right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it made sense. It, it, it kind of flopped as a film. Um, did they but, have the songs? Did they have the songs to back it up? That's the thing. Well, you tell me because this is the version of the fame theme tune from the new film. Remember, remember,
So, what's her name? Uh, Letitia. Uh, That's awesome, by the way. It's uh, Naturi Norton, um, who I think was in the film. I didn't see the film. Very unlike me to not see a musical. Um, But uh, you like that. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know whether the rest of the film is as good as that, because apparently it flopped quite badly. Um, but not because of that. Not because Clearly, of that. that's no. that is pretty No, I don't awesome. know if that, that was, was even, even a hit last year. It would have been last summer. It didn't seem to be doing the rounds much. So um, people people feel quite... What quite, else was on the soundtrack? Anything? Um, Sam Sparrow's Black and Gold. That's the only thing I can remember. Nice. Off the top of my head. And that's a good song. It's all right. But, um, yeah. but you'd want it to be full of... Um, it's interesting at the moment, actually, because in, in the Fame musical, um, the one that's been doing the rounds... Because Fame itself is not really properly a musical. It's only got a couple of songs in it. Um, so when they did the stage version of Fame... See, Which I'd like see. you to be interested in a stage yeah. b- now, musical based on a film. Yeah, indeed. No, no, in the stage version that has actually got uh, What a Feeling from Flashdance in it. <laughs> I know, I know. But, but how? But... The Flashdance musical, now the stage version of Flashdance, which is now on, doesn't have fame in it. No, oh, it wouldn't. It doesn't, have fa- it doesn't need fame, no. Uh, hasn't Flashdance ended, actually, as a musical? Um, it's still on at the it's Shaftesbury. It's always alive. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. It may close, it may close but I think it's still on the Shaftesbury Theatre. Yeah. Tickets from Ticketmaster. Do they do live welding on the, on the They thing? do. Uh, do live I don't welding. know. I know it's got Matt Willis from Busted in it. Uh, has it? Yes. He is the boy. Fantastic. Flashdance, yeah. Yeah. Because going back to your uh, your McFly story, of course, uh, <laughs> yeah, if not the same. A, if you'd been given a chance to interview Busted, oh, well, obviously I would have done that, yeah. and it would have been better. Yeah, because you, yeah. you know, unfortunately, you know, I was too busy being a rockist until pretty much the time they broke up. Oh, sad day. I know, right? Yeah, that was, it still hurts. It how does. Do you, how do you feel when you meet famous people? Uh, it, it varies a lot. Some, you know, I. You get every now and then when you're trying to um, talk casually to people who are famous for whatever reason. Mm. You sometimes do a sort of matey rudeness thing. Do you ever get that? Yeah. It's, it's like you're sort of overcompensating, yeah. trying to be casual. You sort of try to imagine you're just being abusive, like you do with your friends. I got a quote yeah. from um, Marilyn Gids. Rowe here uh, that she, she said about fame. Uh, she said, oh, "I knew the voice because she's American and yeah." yeah. Um, it stirs up envy, fame does. People feel fame gives them some kind of privilege to walk up to you and say anything to you, and it won't hurt your feelings like it's happening to your clothing. And I think I know what she means. I'm, I have a, I have quite a stern rule about famous people that... I mean, not a person, You won't let them walk up to you. I won't let them walk up to me and treat me like dirt, no. Um, I, you know, I know people who get, in, get uh, autographs and stuff like that. Mm. My view is if, someone, if a famous person is there, they're not, they're not on. If they're not doing the famous thing, they're not, like, being famous. So they're not shaking your hand or meeting you and doing the sort of meet and greet after a show. Then it's kind of rude to talk to them if you don't know them. Um, but it doesn't mean you can't sign signatures on the, or autographs on their behalf. Because <laughs> <laughs> it stops people, you know, going and bothering them. So if I'm in, so I've... Had Stuart, Stuart Lee has signed my barbecue. Ian Lee has signed a, uh, uh, a sort of. I only know famous, only meet famous. You were near them, and then you wrote their signature yeah. on something. Yes, yeah, so I see. Right. It's, it was easier than actually bothering them. But um, I mean, what's the most famous person you've touched? I think it's probably Emma Watson, who I met at a bus stop when we were both substantially younger. But she'd already been in at least one Harry Potter film. Uh, yes, yeah, she had it. I think they were on to the second by then. Right. They'd certainly done the first. Because it doesn't strike me that the, the Britain's which, richest woman, richest woman, but that would work as well. Oh, yeah, well she, was, uh, she, uh, she was uh, Britain's richest child yeah. at the time, um, and on the way home from school, as was I. Is Daniel Radcliffe not paid, the richest child at the time? She was getting paid more than Harry, clearly. Outrageous. I'm sure Daniel was getting Sexism. 
Yeah, because he's the yeah. Guy, his name gets in there. Originally, but, the quote was ten million for him per film and eight million for the other two. How did you touch him? How, how did you touch her? Or did you just brush against him? Um, I, I think just I just, her? I think I maybe shook her hand. I, I genuinely can't remember. I, d- I did sort of vaguely speak to her because somebody recognised her. Oh, you remember um, Watson? Yeah, because she she went to the Dragon School, which was kind of up the road from my school. The Dragon School. Um, So, yes, yeah, appropriately. Um, She's now at Brown University, which is also appropriate. Um, She's got brown hair. She's got brown hair. Uh, Hermione's. That's appropriate to be named, to go to a college named after your hair. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Might be. I went to Aberystwyth. Yeah. How about you, Anne? The most famous person you touched? Probably the Crankies. Yeah. I, 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 in terms of general, right, proper, actual, everyone knows the name of the Crankies. Most, but it's rubbish. Ian and Jeanette. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's all one. about the context of fame, isn't it? So there are there are lots of uh, people who everyone I know knows the name of that you know have met and so forth. But such as you, you know, you, there's a lot of people in the Doctor Who ground of things that, for random reasons, I sort of um, hung out with yeah. uh, back in the day, and they've. You know, then went on to be incredibly well known because of the t- when the TV show was revived. Yeah. But um, it, it was it's it's. Wouldn't impress, they're not really famous, are they? Impress the man in the streets. Writers aren't famous. No, no, no. I mean they are, but they're not really, are they? I mean, it's only there's only the actors that people see the dolls. Yeah, because it's that thing as well. When you know, in the end, if if you're touching them and there's also a photo of you there, and say, oh yeah, oh that's that's Alan with. If, he has to explain who that person is. Yeah, that's then not fame. There's a lesser degree of fame. Yeah, or, fame clearly hasn't cost it less, that much. Or less celebrity, because we may go on to the, the difference between fame and celebrity. Oh, shortly. really? Yes. I mean, the most famous person I've touched is Princess Anne, um, and but I've only touched her through a glove um, because she wears gloves all the time. I thought it was your glove. No, she she wore she she wears gloves. She, her glove. She has loads of gloves. Um, I mean, the royal, it's the royal family thing because her hands are her livelihood. I mean, she the erosion that could get. She in has a livelihood. <laughs> Actually, no, to be fair, yes, the, the, the public purse is a livelihood, quite clearly. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but she earns the public purse by, by going and shaking people's hands through gloves. I mean, earns in a loose sense. Yeah, but like... I, I would do that job like that. <laughs> Are you trying to wedge in Smith's lyrics? No, no, no. no? You... It's very popular at the moment. At the moment it is, yes. Um, I mean, how do you feel about it? I mean, there's, that, that, that was an interesting thing, so with the... With the uh, Promised questions, but last week when, when um, Johnny Marr, and now Morrissey... Plays pronounced. guitar. Um, said that David Cameron wasn't allowed to like the Smiths anymore. Um, uh, well, I mean, I think Morrissey does annoying things. Shocker is probably not <laughs> yeah. actually a headline. Um, Johnny Marr started it, though. It was Johnny oh, Marr's idea. It's the first time Johnny Marr and Morrissey have agreed on something for years, apart from... Yeah, but Johnny Marr's suing, quite annoying you know, as well. I know, obviously, I, I don't think Cameron isn't annoying, um, but the idea that certain people should, be, should or shouldn't be allowed to listen to your music is... Um, very idiot. I really, think, I think if they if they wanted to push that line at the time, they could have quite happily said, "We will only sell it to people who have the same policies, uh, same politics as us." But they didn't seem to be doing that. And then withdraw the their royalties from Canada. Yeah, they, they you know they, they they didn't they didn't say. By the way, uh, you must show that you're a member of the Labour Party or something to buy our records or sell it on mail order. You have to pass an ideological test first. So, you know. If they do say to David Cameron that he cannot listen to their records, then they should refund him the cost of the records. Of his PRS licence. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. get out of the PRS. Sure, yeah. PRS can do some sort of deal for them. That's, that's, that's it, really. Um, 
Unless the house, you know, does the house have some sort of exemption so they can just say whatever they want? Yeah. That's difficult to say. Yeah. So, I mean, talking of, uh, talking of David Cameron and so on, we, we look at the line between fame and infamy. Mm. And are fame and infamy the same thing? Like a dark mirror. Like a dark mirror of ourselves. I think after a certain point of history, fame and infamy are the same thing. Um, after, say, a hundred years, I think people who are famous for being infamous mm. are uh, you just call them famous um or infamous yeah but if you take like i mean we were discussing this last night the fact that george bush is probably actually more famous than barack obama mm. um although he is a terrible well he's george bush um and um and there were two george bushes as well so yeah that helps. Like and double. terrible presidents are more famous because kennedy. naturally kennedy kennedy was a great president Probably mm. died, and so we can <laughs> um, Well, we, terrible and dead presidents do are we, more famous. Yeah, do we even ascribe infamy to people anymore? It's, it's you know, you just don't. It, it, I think it had a role. Gary Glitter. Yeah. But he was already famous, of course. Yeah. Yeah, serial killers, I would say, maybe you call that infamy. But then infamy seems to have taken on... I think that's more notoriety. Yeah. Well, that's um, just, just semantics. But, I mean, when, when infamy always that, seems kind of tamer than being yeah. a serial killer. I mean, when, when we talk about infamy, obviously we, we are thinking of um, uh, Caesar. <laughs> Often, aren't we? we? We think about uh, Caesar and in Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. What do you mean? His, what do you mean? Well, in, in Shakespeare's Julius Caesar, and also in the in the more updated classic, uh, which we're about to hear a little clip from. Um, carry on, Cleo. <laughs> no, that's not it. That was that's uh, that's a Eurohouse version. That's, that's from the credits. That's that's something else. It's, it's not this one. It's this one here. No, not that. Uh, maybe that sounds yeah, good, though. Should, should we talk amongst ourselves? Talk about, yeah, oh yeah, here we go. This, this, this time, this time, this time, definitely going to work. Treachery! Infamy! Infamy! They've all got it in for me! i 
so that was uh, Kenneth Williams featuring Fallout Boy um, with Fame Less Than Sign Infamy um, there. And uh, a suggestion that, from Fallout Boy's perspective, that Infamy is better than Fame. Yes. Uh, interesting question. Pete from, Wentz, who's the next Machiavelli? He is. Well, of course, Machiavelli talks a bit about Infamy, doesn't he? He... He is the source of the "there's no such thing as bad publicity" sort of vibe. It's not quite the same, but it is. Yes, to a certain extent. Well, I mean, a lot of Machiavelli is, is misquoted and, and largely sort of misplaced. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, and also it's very hard to tell how serious he was being and whether he was actually trying to construct the worst state ever and spark a revolution. Um, he was so a very funny man. He, he was hilarious, hmm. uh, and then he got tortured for three months and went bonkers. Mm. Um, the, uh, but yes, I mean uh, Machiavelli certainly does come out with the idea that that it's better to be feared than no one know about you at all, which is almost certainly true if you're a tyrant. Certainly true. It's a life lesson I live by, um, and one we should all listen to. Um, yes, fear me. And in terms of informed uh, stuff about fame, uh, Machiavelli's all right, but what about the bravery? Mm, that's true. See, they, they 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 had such a, a drubbing. Remember the bravery? Do you remember? I remember, bravery? I remember, remember the bravery. bravery. I remember the bravery. They had such yeah. a drubbing in the musical press that mm. uh, they they didn't they did one album here in the UK, yeah. and then said we're not going to do any more because they were so you know they had, they had a bad time. They didn't enjoy right. it at all. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. uh, they, they quite rightly pointed out they were people slightly too ugly to be in a proper boy band. That's fine. Yeah. But they went on to, to make loads of albums in yeah. other countries, and um, you know went on to write songs for. It's like like placebo she-wolf. being big in France. Hmm? It's like placebo being big in France. Because they are. Still? Oh, yeah. They're much bigger in France than they are anywhere else in the world. Because I think Placebo just went, let's go to a market where we're going to be really attractive. <laughs> you know, and that's, and that's France. Um, talking about Placebo, um, in 2009, Smooth. Talk Talk did a survey of uh, who the fam- most famous person ever was. Don't think it was a very scientific survey. Was it the lead singer of Talk Talk? It wasn't the lead singer of Talk I think it was Talk Talk, the mobile phone company, and it may have been something to do with a campaign they were doing with regards to people ringing up famous people or something. Um, who would you like to have a talk with, talk, talk with? one-to-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that was, that was yeah. a different thing. Uh, I think they re- revisited... Anyway, anyway, they did, anyway, it doesn't matter, they did the survey. Right. Did this yes. survey. I love surveys. Yeah. Tell me about the survey, Pete. Got, they've got this survey, and they gave people options. They didn't leave it open. Right. They gave people options, and uh, of these, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a, a rundown of some of the lower ones. And see which one of these five you think is the most famous. Uh, John F. Kennedy, Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, Princess Diana, or Osama bin Laden? Oh, Osama mm, bin Laden's probably actually the most famous of that lot in terms of column mm, inches these days, which is, of course, how you measure PR. No. Um, but this was just they asked people. They asked people this. Kennedy? You Kennedy? You think Kennedy? No, he was the least famous of that one. Yeah, that's what, that's what, that's what yeah. I thought we were asking for. Oh, oh are we most going famous. for the bottom? Most no, famous. Who's the most famous? Oh, yeah. most famous. Osama bin Laden. Then. Yeah, Osama yeah. bin Laden was the most famous. 2.5% of the overall votes of fame, but still quite low down. Okay, of this chunk here, Jesus Christ, Elvis Presley, Adolf Hitler, William Shakespeare or John Lennon? What were you going for? Least again? Uh, most this time again, out of that little bunch. Not Jesus Christ. Elvis. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus gets a good twelve point four percent of the final vote. Comes second in the entire thing. Um, and so, who do you think may have won the overall thing without seeing most famous person ever? Ever, not Jesus Christ. Then in two thousand and nine, yeah, not, not Jesus Christ. Elvis. No, Elvis only got three point four percent. Oh really? Mm. Jesus got twelve point four percent. John, John Lennon. 
Oh yeah, John Barrowman. <laughs> John Barrowman actually very high because uh, he's overexposed on a lot of TV it shows. It can't be Shakespeare. No, Shakespeare point six. No, no, it's someone who I haven't mentioned yet. Barack oh, right. Obama. Oh, okay. Yeah, Barack Obama not even on the list. Blimey, they may have forgotten him. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II comes in at point seven. Queen Elizabeth I. Was this uh, a UK population being? It, it was. It, it, it was talk talk. It was a survey. Right. The, the, okay. the, the ground rules are unclear. Uh, um, Madonna point five, Winston Churchill. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson seventy four point one percent. People said he was the most famous person in the world, particularly after he when in two thousand and nine. Well, indeed, in two thousand right. just yeah. after he died. That was a bit of a spike. Yes, indeed. Mm. Now, whether that's still the case now, who knows? Of course, he's got his posthumous album coming out. Yeah, this it's what he would have wanted. It's what. Well, of course, he, he made albums for a living. It's what he did. Yeah, he loved making music. He's not actually making music now. Anyway, I've got uh, I've got a special track from Michael Jackson from Beyond the Grave. I don't have a track from the from the upcoming uh, Michael Jackson album, uh, which I hear is not all that great. There's a shock. Well, yeah. he was dead at the time. Yeah, and, and still I'd, is, I'd like I believe. to see you make an album when you're dead. So would I. I'd like to see it because then I wouldn't be dead. No, anyway. Beyond that, um, do you think that list is in any way useful? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, no, I, I, I think it, it is quite interesting, fame? and I, I think it also, particularly because of the spike over Michael Jackson, uh, who was obviously a, a tremendously famous man. I mean, and I mean, he would have been relatively high in this Yeah, list. Yeah, I mean, he would have been high anyway. Um, but as somebody who, who obviously ran away takes it over a, a lot Jesus of other... Jesus well, yeah, Jesus, um, who, I mean, has a, a fraction of Michael Jackson's... Um, but performing ability, uh, performing and ability, and, and no, I bet uh, he's for a mean moonwalk. Uh, yeah, well, and also, you know, if he if he fed everyone off a packet of cinema tacos or whatever these yeah. days, that would be pretty something. Um, but who's made the best films? That's true. Jesus, you reckon? No, um, really. Elvis, the Elvis, Elvis, the Wiz versus. Madonna, the, the greatest story ever told. Oh, well, I, I have a soft spot for the great story. I, I hate the Passion of the Christ. Last Temptation of Christ is quite good. Willem Dafoe's Michael otherwise. Jackson in that? Not, no, but, right. but Jesus is. Okay. Um, so, and oh, the South Park movie isn't Jesus in that? Oh yeah, he yeah, is. So yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. That's that's. that's and that's probably Michael Jackson if we. <laughs> I don't think. I know, he, is. he possibly is actually. That yeah. was when they had him in there. Might be. He might have a cameo. He might turn up. He so might. that that may be a, a tiebreaker there. Yeah. Uh, Madonna, who came in at point five on that list, must be a little bit disappointed. Um, particularly as she says she won't be happy until she's as famous as God, she said in 1986. Um, now, since Jesus is part of God, she's not um, she, she has, of course, been dating somebody called Jesus, who I believe she has now dumped oh, well, in for a case, younger model. Maybe that's what yeah. she meant. Well, yeah. I won't be as happy until I was as famous as Jesus, Jesus. who is only as famous because he's been dating me. Matt. Yeah. That, that doesn't really work. Uh, until I'm as famous as this Brazilian young man called God, or whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's some interesting quotes. I mean, I've, I've, I've pulled up a few interesting quotes on, on fame. Um, it's strange to be known so universally and yet be so lonely. Oh. Who said that? Was it me? Einstein said that. Did he? Yeah. I Einstein. wanted to be him. I know, exactly. It brings you full circle. So. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we've seen enough stuff on TV and enough interviews about famous people to, to see the boo-hoo oh, no, I'm famous, but no-one really knows the real me stories. You know, I mean... It's Steve Coogan, really, isn't Cheryl it? Cole. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Steve Coogan's current playing himself career. It's Sophie, every Sophia Coppola film 
And it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's Steve Coogan again. It's just poor old Einstein there, though. It's not so sad. It's, um, and you think, you know, it, it, it's particularly when he uses the word university there as well, it's something he knows about. I think this is one of the things about fame, though, because people get famous for doing a thing. Mm. Um, say, being a pop star or being a brilliant physicist. And then they're like, oh, everyone only knows me for being a pop star or, or a famous physicist. Um, but... Uh, Fame, fame is not about human beings and never has been. Um, fame is about people being non-human most of the time. Superhuman. Yeah. When people become famous, they become commodified. Yeah. They become a, they become a thing. And, and that thing you know, is, the, is the famous version of themselves. It's the public ownership thing. The public yeah. ownership thing. Um, I've got, this, uh, I've got this, this great piece of writing. Uh, do, you want to, do you want to read it out, Hazel? Um, this is from Fame 101. Um, the, the quote on the front? Yeah. Well, we'll read the name of it and then do the quote. So. Ah. What is fame, the most powerful force in our Oprah-fied universe? Fame is very big and very visible for professional success. It is the key to the good side of life's velvet ropes. For those who win it, society will grant them wealth, power, access, recognition and other tools to live an extraordinary life. J. Jessup. Who is Jay Jessup? How does he know about fame? He sells cameras. No, it's spelled differently. He reads um, Twitter. Maybe, maybe that's it. I mean, the, the interesting thing about this is that this is the start of a uh, what I assume is a self-help book um, around about, about just for fame. Jay Jessup. Just for Jay Jessup. Well, it's helped him. You know, he sold some of it. Actually, that was free on the internet, so easy to find. But Would you like to know what fame is? Please tell us what fame is. Well, I want to know. Uh, fa- fame, according to the book, what is fame? Uh, fame is our society's most powerful force. Celebrities, those that have it, are the super elite of our culture. If you doubt the concept, drop in on any DC cocktail party and watch Nobel Prize winners, powerful congressmen, and Fortune 500 board chairs become blithering idiots when introduced to Brad Pitt or Tiger Woods or John Grisham. Fame is more than sex appeal, it's more than charisma, and it's not just for rock stars. Quite simply, it is raw power of the most exciting sort. Uh, and that's why you should buy links. Because <laughs> um, you can buy it in a bottle. But mm. at the same time, though, as, as glib as a lot of that is, it's probably not far off. No. He he has got a point there that, you know, you do something go, how am I supposed to act? Because I've seen this person on telly, I've seen this person, this person is famous. How do I act in front of them? And, of course, as you say, what you often do is... Well, some, yeah, some, quite often, yeah. All right, all right, Either you attempt to play it cool or you... Yeah. you Act like a fool in another. And neither way is particularly way. cool. I mean, it, both ways are, but they're used to it, of course. Cause, but if you look at it from the other side, uh, every one of their interactions with people that they don't know mm. is going through that filter. There's either people are being a bit too glib and a bit too yeah, or, or people are being too fawning. And so the, the big, the big sort of um, the big area around fame, the thing, big thing that sort of the, at the heart of say the TV series Entourage, is this idea that. You can't trust anybody apart from the people you you used to know. So you surround yourself with an entourage, with with, with people you trust, who themselves then secretly hate you. Well, they secretly hate you, but also live off your fame. They've got that second degree of fame, if you will. And and you know this is true. This yeah. is how it works. This is how it works. Cause it's on telly, right? As it's a TV yeah. show about it, and it's, it was designed by Mark Wahlberg. It must be true because. If Mark Wahlberg he's was famous. There, he's famous. It's nice. It's nice that we've had you know, Lollards has you know had some stunningly informed yeah. episodes li- lately. You know, with with 
cultural criticism, comics, and stuff on uh, Madonna's Vogue, and now we, we're, we're just talking about Entourage. That's good. Well, uh, hey, look, you know, you know, I like these. We, we this, don't talk about silly enough, changes. and I think I think that. But that's the you know the way of fame. I mean, were people famous before TV? Were people fam- famous before the movies? Were people? How was the Queen famous? Well, I, th- I think that definitely. Oh, sorry. No, I mean, go on. No, go on. Uh, I think that definitely is a question because the um, the sort of fame that we tend to um, think about as iconic fame. A lot of the time, people will talk about people like Marilyn Monroe or um, the Rat Pack or uh, James Dean. Um, often dead people uh, <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, mostly time. Uh, but it's a particular type of movie poster fame, mm. um, and people talk about seeing their face on a billboard as a mark of fame, mm. um, as a, which is very intimidating. I mean, billboards are huge, mm. uh, but um, that's not what it is now, is it? It's no, different. it's not. I mean, it's now it's eating a kangaroo's bum on. But that's, that's yeah. I mean, the, torture porn show. The way that the way that fame has sort of graded these days yeah. is is because we've got so many ways of uh, all these different media now. Um, the, when people sort of bemoan, you know, fame's not you know proper fame like it was back in the day. That's because you know there were only there were movies or but there were five famous, released a year. Exactly, and you know, or, or people who'd written books that everyone had read. Or, you know, this was the big big fame. But now we've got so many different platforms. You know, not just telly. Now, I mean, obviously that made a big difference, and radio, um, and the internet, and and you know, microblogging. You know, Twitter's had a big big impact on the ability to have different grades. You know, it's, it's, it's a smoothed out. Mm. Uh, it used to be much more lumpy. You know, you were on films or, you know, you were known by people in your village. So in a sense, sort of everyone has become a local hero, but the, the local groups aren't per se a, a small town or a small village. It's, yeah. it's a localization. It's a niche interest. Everyone's a niche hero, yeah. uh, a niche celebrity. And I mean, you get some transcendent figures like Nelson Mandela, for instance, who, who I think probably does. Um, although that said, in my second year of my politics degree, somebody did ask who he was, so maybe, <laughs> maybe that's not accurate. Well, he's been he's been free for a while now. I mean, this, I mean, I, the interesting thing is, I mean, who do you know who the most famous person in the world was in the 1930s? In the early, in 1932, because I do know this, I read a book about it recently. Who was the most famous person in the world? 1932. Who was the king at the time? Uh, king of England at the time. Well, King George. Edward, Who was the Edward, president? Yeah. Was it Roosevelt? Yeah, it would have been Roosevelt, but it's neither of those two anyway. It is someone from the movies. The Marx Brothers? It was Rin Tin Tin. Oh, all right. Oh, really? the, the dog. Yeah. And of course, it's, and this, that's the great level. Of course, you, 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 look, you sit around and go, okay, there's this awesome level of fame and all that stuff. I can do this and I'll be famous. But when you look around and say who the most famous person is. It changed him, though, it didn't it? Oh, yeah, it was, Rin Tin Tin was, was different after that. Yeah. But uh, it is often someone who is famous for doing something that's actually quite ordinary, often. Mm. Or do something is it ordinary to be in a film if you're a dog? Yeah. Did he surround but, himself no, with but, an entourage of the dogs he knew when he was little? Because he was the yeah. only ones that he could trust. The only dogs he could trust. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. But, I mean, it's, it's difficult to say that uh, with Rinton Tin and Lassie and famous animals and all that kind of stuff, you know, it's a, uh, who knows? It's, I mean, I, I would have finish um, with just saying, uh, asking you, who's the most famous person that you know that I know now. personally yeah now who's uh, the most famous person that you know 
Uh, Karen Gillan walked past my house earlier, <laughs> but I don't think that counts. Oh, you know That's her. Okay. Oh, you, know you know each yeah, other. Yeah. For a brief moment. Oh, oh, oh I met Lily Cole in H&M. Does that count? You, yeah. You're only meeting red-haired celebrities. I, I know, I am. This, this is strange. Alan, most famous mm. person you know? <laughs> and I'm not pointing at me for any particular reason, you know, because I'm not famous. Uh, no, no, you're not. I'm no. Not, no. I, well, I, I, sound I don't know anyone famous, really, no. anymore. Are you pleased with that? I, it's not something I think about. Yeah. It's, you know, like I say, when you're little, it's a big thing, but yeah. you don't... Oh, we all know Tom Ewing. He's, He's probably famous. the most famous person we Good know. point. He's a bit famous. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, Tom and Al, probably. The internet's Tom Ewing. The internet's mm. and the, the Guardian's Tom Ewing. And FreakyTrigger.co.uk's yeah. Tom Ewing. And plus all the people, all the famous people on Twitter who've yeah. uh, retweeted me or replied to me. Who's the most famous I know them really well. Does Jim Bob out of Carter count? No, I'd not anymore. No, no. Um, but then again, see, that's another way of having that kind of relationship. It does count. Anyway, we've tried very hard over the last hour to make ourselves more famous. I think we've completely failed. Hmm. Um, but in case you want to know that what those awesome voices were, you heard this was Alan Trawoffer. Hello. Uh, or goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, goodbye would make more sense in this situation. This is Hazel, Hazel Robinson. Goodbye. I'm Pete Barron. This is Resonance 104.4, uh, The Art of Listening. You've been listening to Freaky Trigger and the Lollards of Top. Pop. Top Pop. Pop. Lollards <laughs> of Top of the Pop. This next is week, why we're very famous. Next week, um, it will be uh, Tim Hopkins doing our final show of the season, um, and it will be awesome. And I'm going to leave you with Alan. Uh, this is Game Over by the the UK Grime All-Stars. Famous <laughs>
to waste. Get it? Try get hype in my face. Get it? Got a big pit bull and I don't remember the last time I got it. <laughs> Before I murder it, don't know my name by now, you should have heard of it. Why, cause I'm murdering anybody lurking in close proximity, circling. Don't make an example of men when I stride in. Devs have got a tiny temper. I'm observing this learning, but now I'm just yearning to burn it off fire your agenda. Lock me up, my high risk offender. Make a man turn on his own team like an Irish defender. I'm the rhyming inventor that's climbing a height, you're not mentor. The game's over, so roll over, I'm sober. But I'll still kidnap a soul called soldier and vote in the rover to Dover. Yeah, it's over, the game's over. Pull up your lighters, I clash the titans, fight the fighters, Mike fight the biters, spit till my throat got some saliters, that's on a Monday morning, <laughs> taking over, run straight past you, no warning, not a real disaster, harder, faster, stronger, longer, this one here was top of the classroom, stop the lecture, drop the pressure, never say never, but nevertheless, I never say no to experiments, whether it's tenements, clubs, yards, spitting with eloquence, positive sentiments, having a hell of a time and it's evident, don't question my relevance, I started on this, so I'm back in my element, Uh, I open my mouth, niggas panic. The jewels are liabilities. Oh, I'm the asset. Underdogs are barking up. Hush puppy, my new chains got red and blue ice, man. I call it my slush puppy. Yeah. Let me clap them with the reminder flow. I was best newcomer er, time ago. Yeah, you all pass yourself by date to me. I'm different, nigga. I sell out when you add a venue and date to me. Yeah, now it's game over. Kicking at the team, I heard he's taking. He's a cobra. Couldn't live the dream, but now your days are done. It's over. Should've never schemed, and now you're looking for a shoulder. To lean on, to wipe your tears on this. Break that. 